What's up, everybody? Alex here, and I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been supporting the podcast. And if this is your first time here and you'd like to support the podcast, hit the little notification bell below and the subscribe button. It's one click for you, but it's actually a big help to us to keep the podcast growing, which is all that we want to do is keep on providing you with some amazing jujitsu content, grappling content, and just keep you guys laughing and having fun. With that being said, this podcast is brought to you by all of our awesome sponsors. Check out Chocaloha. Go to chocaloha.com and use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio at checkout to get 20% off some of the best gear in jiu-jitsu. Whether you're looking for patches, hats, t-shirts, stickers, you name it, they got it, and you'll get it all at a great discount. So it doesn't matter if it's brand new or on sale, you will still get the full 20% discount at checkout when you use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Also, don't forget that just because your jiu-jitsu stinks doesn't mean that you have to. Go to jujitsusoapco.com, use the promo code JJRadio at checkout, and you'll get 15% off all of their soaps, their entire line. It doesn't matter what you buy, your entire cart will get 15% off. Hygiene is number one, so don't forget to check out all the accessories, all the other stuff that they have, for whether it's bath bombs or anything for your gi. They have some amazing products, and you'll get it at an awesome price when you use the promo code JJRadio at checkout. Finally, have you been watching all these pros compete and wonder, damn, where do they get all these custom patches put and heat pressed onto their geese? You can't find the right company, or maybe you thought you found a company and they ended up just leaving you hanging. Well, it doesn't happen with AJG Fight. Go to Instagram or Facebook, look up AJG Fight, and you will get the best prices, the best quality on customized heat transfer patches for your competition gi. Whether you want it on your gi, on your rash guard, your fight shorts, you name it, they can do it. Hit them up, let them know we sent you, you'll get taken care of. It's a small mom and pop run organization, so when you support them, you're supporting jujitsu from the ground up. AJG Fight on Instagram and on Facebook. Now, with that being said, one last thing, please don't forget to check us out on Instagram, TikTok. Visit jujitsuradio.com to get all the latest stuff of everything that we're working on. Also, don't forget to check me out on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash katajitsu and join me for some amazing gaming. We go anything from Modern Warfare to Sea of Thieves to even some Mario, Kaizo Mario, for those of you that know. If you don't, check it out. I also go on there to do some fight breakdowns, some grappling breakdowns. People have been sending me their matches for us to break down live on uh, on the stream. So if you got those videos, send them my way. I'd love to stream it and uh, and check it out live on the air with you guys. Now, with that being said, thank you so much for all the support. Let's get back to the party. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Oh, wait. Oh, Cheers. Cheers. Get your drinks. Get your drinks. Cheers. Cheers to you guys. Cheers. 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 Listen, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, man, but we got a lot to go over today. First things first, though, I want to say a big thank you to everyone that joined us again at the world-class grappling event at the Mr. Olympia. We had a freaking blast. We are working on the next one, so make sure you stay tuned because we're going to be doing another one uh, very early next year, 
and you're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be dope. We're adding some more divisions and maybe maybe something else uh, absolute related that you guys are going to want to hear. So make sure you uh, you uh, check it out. Uh, shoot me some uh, emails, whatever, a message if you got any questions about it. But it was a good event, man. The Olympia was nuts. It was a lot of fun. You should have. I was doing some that weekend myself. You were competing. I was competing. And you know, we had we had a goal. And well, we, we missed that goal. And we we missed our goal. Which is fine for me, because I didn't lose any money, but it's not as good for you because, you know, I mean, what would you come out as? Why don't you fill us in? Um <clears throat> I came in third at the Worlds, Master Four. Um, yeah. Not feeling good about it, huh? Not feeling good about it. I mean, I don't feel terrible because I, I basically I lost to the same guy I lost to the Gi Worlds. And um, in the same fashion, basically got caught in his guard and I could not get out. And when, some, but when somebody's 6'7", it's, <laughs> it's yeah. a tall order to get out of those legs. But was he? what was his weight? Uh, I would have to guess like 250-ish. Oh, yeah. At 6'7", 250. But he wasn't like chunky. It was kind of like muscle. No, no, no. He's 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 fit for sure. Yeah, yeah that's, that's got to be a tough call. But, I mean, listen, considering the fact that you couldn't compete for a couple of years because you're back and stuff. Yeah. You know, that's that's not bad at all. And the here's the good thing. The good thing is... Over the last five years, if I trained once a week, that was a lot. There were yeah. some weeks where I wouldn't even train. Yeah. And and um, over the last, I would say, for the last month and a half, maybe, maybe month to a month and a half, I've actually been training four days a week. That's awesome. And uh, <clears throat> sometimes five days, depending on, uh, or, or at least five times, because on Fridays, I normally do two a days, uh, a afternoon session and then an evening session and uh, my timing is 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 feeling dead on everything feels great um working on some new techniques um as far as bottom you know my bottom game is concerned and uh you know it, it's just it's just fun to be able to get back into it like i feel like i'm back into it if that makes sense yeah well you know what's funny is that you saying Oh, I'm back to four days a week is it's we know that it means a lot. But for for probably the younger guys are going to sit there and listen like, oh, four days a week, bro, that's nothing like I'm going six days a week. It's different when you get older and you get more responsibilities, man, when you're young and you can sit there and, you know, screw off and go do whatever. And you got tons of free time on your hand and, you know, you recover quick. It's different. It's a lot different. You'll see everybody learns the, the the same way, whether it's the hard way, the easy way. You're going to learn it's like time, time constraints and, and injuries and stuff can be a pain in the butt. Well, not only that, I mean, not only am I training four days a week, but I'm teaching five days a week. Yeah. So I'm not I don't roll when I teach. Yeah. Well, it's hard to. It's hard to. Yeah. Well, I, I you know, the only time I'll ever roll anymore during one of my classes is if we are like odd numbers yeah. other than that but like i'm getting 20 you know 
anywhere from 14 to 20 guys on my nogi class on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So it's yeah. like, it's, we really don't have the room to, for me to be rolling anyways. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, we, you we take don't a have good enough numbers. quarter of the mat. Yeah. And it's so not, we, and it's not even like a joke. It's not sitting there to say, but at our size, just as soon as you lay down and you have to roll around, you're taking up a quarter of the mat. Yeah. And, and, you know, some people may not think 14 to 20 guys is a lot, but if you guys saw how little <laughs> yeah, the my gym school is. is, you guys would understand that, you know, that's, that is a lot. <laughs> I would say if you want a comparison, the space that you have at temple for rolling would be the equivalent of one mat for IBJJF. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the IB, yeah, it, the difference is, is that temple, it's a rectangle. So if you took a IBJJF, just one mat squared, like chopped it in half and put it side by side, that would be close to the size of what temple is. It would actually probably be a little bit bigger lengthwise, but width wise, it would be around that. And and you have punching bags in the way. Yeah. And people are still training hard and getting good. I got to, like, fix this. I feel like I'm not level. There we go. So that's good, though, man. I mean, listen, so what do you? what's the, the plan for the, the next one? What do you want to do next? Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I was actually talking to, you know, Sam McCoy. Yeah. Uh, he, he comes to Temple on Mondays and Wednesday mornings, so – he uh he's doing the new breed and i was going to do the new breed because i was jay-z and i have been talking about doing these smaller tournaments and then working on the stuff we're not great at yeah so like i was thinking about doing the new breed and then doing all pulling guard isn't that one there this weekend it's on the 6th november 6th november 6th right <clears throat> i mean so, I thought to me, guard is your thing. Half guard. No, anyway. I, You're saying full guard. No, no, no. Half guard is my thing. But the thing is, in competition, I don't like to pull guard. Yeah. Especially in the ultra heavyweight division. Normally, you get underneath one of these ultra heavyweights. Oh, you that's, that's it. That's it. So it's like, I'm not, I'm, I haven't, I don't have the confidence to pull guard in competition yet. So mm -hmm. the idea, it might be to start pulling guard. In these smaller competitions, just to work on it and see where I go. You're going to pull a Gabby? <clears throat> what do you mean? And you say, oh, I'm going to work on my guard and then get choked out and all this other stuff and say, oh, it's because I'm working on my guard. Well, I'll, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, that's the defense you gave her. You said that she was pulling guard and I said no black belt should sit there and, and have that week of a guard as Gabby does. Well, I know. I I said she pulled guard. I don't. I didn't. I didn't say she did it to work on it. I just said that's something that she doesn't normally do. Well, that's what she mentioned is that she wanted to start uh, pulling guard or working more on her guarding competition. So I mean, like, I think that's your guard is definitely way better than hers on that. I think top wise, like she might have your she might have you beat on the top heavy game. I don't know. That's kind of like. You don't think Gabby could pass your guard? I don't know. She might. I don't know. <clears throat> don't duck it, bro. Don't duck the question. I'd roll with her. I don't think you I'd know. roll with her. I would. She's she's 
she's closer to, to my size than most yeah, guys this are. is true this is very <laughs> true yeah i wonder i think how much would she well she's probably weighing like 275 now no 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 i think she's like more around 230 ish no she's bigger yeah. than 230 no way do they have what she weighed in at 80 cc no, she, well i don't know but she didn't weigh in yeah well that's what obviously I'm saying. she but, had to uh, be 240 250 yeah i don't know because i'm weighing 240 now and i see that i was like that's a 240 woman right there <laughs> that's a 240 woman but i mean that's good though listen third place is good considering that you haven't been competing as much as you used to and then just to work on it i might do a couple of those new breeds with you guys i need to i need to get more back into uh into nogi I was just having that conversation the other day, so I'm gonna start working with a couple of the guys doing uh, just more of the nogi stuff, and uh, go have some fun with that. Since I don't do much nogi as much as I should or want to, anyway. So should Friday be nights at Temple are hopping. Yeah. So wait, there's no more sparring Friday night. No. Well, what happened? No, that that's been gone. Oh, I didn't. Know. <clears throat> and then since Palm Beach, <clears throat> pardon me. Since Palm Beach Jiu Jitsu shut down. I moved the open mat that was happening there to Temple. Oh, uh, I gotcha. Yeah, so the mat's all taken up. Yeah, it's fun. We're having a yeah. good time. So we we have a lot of stuff to go over, but there's one thing that I think that we have not addressed that we should be addressing and talking about, and that's Dylan Danis. That is the one thing that we keep on putting off because it's so absolutely absurd of what happened and now he actually came out the other day he did an interview where he was defending himself saying yeah, why he said everything he was said he was showing his passport and his covid so passport. let's hold on so let's go back so about a month or so ago right about a month now maybe a little more dylan danis or a video comes out of dylan danis where he is at a bar getting choked out and the person choking him out is the bouncer at the club who we come to find out after the fact that had zero jujitsu training at least from what from my recollection of reading the articles the guy had zero training yeah zero training and dylan got choked out by that so what happened was dylan was trying to come in him and his boys decided they wanted to go to the bar and Dylan didn't have any ID. He had, he didn't even have his, he, no, he didn't have his passport. He had zero ID and he wanted to go in. So he's like, do you not know who I am? And he pulls out his phone and he Googles himself, which is probably the most conceited thing that you could possibly do because you're nobody. Let's be honest. Dylan Dennis is nobody and tried to show like, this is me. And the bouncer that's said, not what he said, what? He said he has, because there are digital IDs now. Yes, but that's not what he was flashing. What he that's did. That's what he. That's what he said. No, he Googled himself no, and he showed he the guy. To, You're talking about the st- interview that he did now. Yes. Okay. His statement is, is he goes, I wasn't using Google. I was showing my digital ID. Hold on. Well, well, let's let's we're going. That first part of the conversation is based off of what the bouncer said, is that Dylan. The bouncer was sitting there telling him, I need an ID. And what he thought was Dylan Googled himself and was flashing him. He's like, bro, that's not an ID. I need an ID. Like you Googling yourself doesn't mean anything to me. I need a physical ID. 
things got heated and then it ended up where the guy took him down, took his back, choked him out. Now, the video goes viral, goes everywhere as far as in the jujitsu community. Everybody clowns him. You could see the, uh, what you would call it, uh, the ankle bracelet, whatever, the ankle monitor mm-hmm. on Dylan, Dylan's legs, which means trying to find out why he's wearing that because there's clearly something that he's gotten in trouble for in the past. Um, video goes everywhere. The bouncer gets interviewed. Uh, I forget where he got offered to go train. Somebody offered to train him, whatever, for free. I think it was free. Tom Tom DeBlast. Yes, it was Tom DeBlast. He sat there and said, oh, come in. I'll train you, which, great, cool, hilarious, great. That guy, listen, if he's doing that, that's that's great. The guy's got promise. Now, with the interview that you're talking about, Dylan comes back out saying he thought the guy was a cop, which is why he didn't fight back. That's his statement. His statement was that he, the guy was pretending to be a cop, so that's why Dylan didn't fight back, which to me, that's BS. That's not true. You're not trying to get into a bar talking to a cop. That's just the way that it is. So I think that is his only story to try and make it believable as to why he would let a technically a white belt get his back and choke him out. Well, not even a white belt. Not even. <laughs> Not even. I mean, technically, anybody who just starts is a white belt, right? So the guy didn't even start yet. By the way, that's not how traditionally it used to be done. You had to earn your white belt as well. How so? Back in the day, it was you didn't get a belt until a couple months in. You had to earn that white belt. I never knew that. I never heard yeah. that. I'm going to have to do my, my research on that one. Sounds to me like they're just waiting for fees. Like, oh, we we're gonna charge you an extra hundred bucks before you get that white belt. Which, by the way, I've never I've never liked the fact that people charge to get the next belt. I've never liked that. No, I don't, me either. I don't think you should ever charge someone to grant them the next level. Like, I think that's kind of that's. I don't know. That's either they I, earn it or they don't. That's yeah. My. Either they're so. What are you gonna do? What do you got a guy that doesn't want to pay for his belt? But now you got a white belt, and that happens. School. That happens. Yeah. I I don't know. I you know, I don't think it's. I don't think for everybody it's a money grab. I think for a lot of schools it's a money grab. It's just another way to charge them, especially because it's really the kids that have to pay out the butt, or the parents of the kids that have to pay out the butt for it. Because what you got to go white, gray. Gray with a white stripe, right? Or then gray with a black stripe, and then yellow, yellow with a black stripe, then green, yeah, I hate, I hate gray. The whole, I like hate man, that whole thing. think about it. That's already what 100, 200, 300. You're spending four hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, before you even make it to a blue belt. And you, you can try and use the excuse of saying, "Well, it's for motivations for the kids to keep." Well, going. if it's for motivation, they shouldn't have to pay for it. Exactly. It shouldn't come out. So can you imagine? What do you do? That's the worst power play you could possibly do. Because you're saying you get the kid all hyped up. It's like, oh, congratulations, Mikey. Here's your belt. It's like, yeah. And then what? The parent's going to be like, bro, I can't afford 50 bucks for this belt. Like, I can't afford that. What do you mean? Oh, well, then I'm going to have to take that back. Like, some parents are, I mean, I can tell you from my parents, which is why I never did martial arts or anything as a kid. They couldn't afford that. 
They can't afford those month, barely afford the monthly payments to get a kid into a class. Now you're going to add on little like things like that. Imagine if they start charging for stripes. Yeah, well, it, here's the whole thing. It, I think it is a money grab. I don't think a, an instructor, sh you're getting paid a hundred to a hundred or some schools are like 200, bucks 200, 250. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't afford to, to, to pitch out for a belt for your student, then you're doing something wrong. I mean, if you think about it, because you're never getting, it's not like you're getting a show your old belt or you're getting a freaking. No, you're getting, getting a cheap $14 belt from Amazon. Right. It's like, listen, man, you can take that hit for the student, considering the fact that they're paying 200 bucks a month. You're, it's, it shouldn't be do or die for the gym that way. So it's, I don't know, anyway, that was a total sidetrack, but it, yeah, I've never understood that. I have never understood yeah, me why people do that. And to me, that's kind of, eh, it's, uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of dingy. It's kind of cheap. Like just give your, your things about some people you'll get where they say, oh, so you, you can say, you know, you got it up for the part of the affiliation fees and moving up. So you're, you're in the, in the data bank for us. Like, shut up. Just give them the damn belt. No one's going to sit there and go back and forth with that. But anyway, moving on. Other things that have happened. Uh, one of the latest things that happened was Mikey uh, moving on to the Daisy Fresh team with Tammy and Dante Leon, which made the news right after he got a record time submission on uh, Alarcone with what... People wanted to call the Mikey lock. So now, once he said that, all hell broke loose. I didn't even bother messaging you because I already knew it. It's like, first of all, if you know grappling and you do some research, there's catch wrestling a long, long time ago. But nothing is new. Nothing is new. I mean, you could have new ways of connecting things, but when it comes to locks chances are catch wrestling already beat you to it right maybe sometimes even aikido depending on like wrist locks or something fancy and stuff like that i will give aikido that credit you know as much of bs as it is but it's catch wrestling so while everybody was super stoked to see it obviously people that are younger that don't know as much about grappling history we're all check out the Mikey lock. Oh, we're going to try that. Oh, tagging each other on Instagram on the highlights and stuff. I guess you could call me the grumpy old guy. The bitter guys like us are like, no, sorry. Already been done. And, I, and we're friends with Mikey, but listen, already been done. Hate to take it away from you, Mikey, but you didn't invent something new, buddy. You didn't invent anything new. Now, with that being said, I can show you how far back this goes. I'm pretty sure you saw. Did you see this already? Yes, I did. So for those of you that didn't see it, I'm going to pull it up right now. Let me get this over here. Now, as you all know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm a huge Boss Rootin' fan. I'm a big Boss Rootin' fan. So I already saw this. I already knew what was going on. So check this out. And let me go ahead and here and share this. Can you uh, can you see my screen? I can. All right. So this is an old instructional video. Don't like now. This was posted in 2019, but this is like 80s 
early 90s like boss rootin videos right here this is way way back right you can tell it's vhs you see that nice square was it four three ratio check this out he's already got the setup going oh, oh let me get the audio so you guys hear it come on play there we go Boss was such a badass. Oh, that was so good. So, you know, I'll bump it back a little bit. This is actually a really, really good instructional video that if you guys can get it, pick it up. Uh, obviously, you can see it's here on YouTube. That tap timed so well, it sounds like he snapped the ankle. Yeah. Or the knee. Yeah. Good setup. Yeah, but I, his, his bar series is way better. Oh, yeah. There he's go. not even controlling the legs. Yeah, you saw that? His legs were kind of loose, but obviously I, he's just doing it for the show. And, I mean, it's not that techniques can't be improved upon, for sure. But there you go. It's not the Mikey Lock. You could call it the Mikey Lock if it makes you feel better. But it's been done before. It's the same with, like, I, the, the Esteem You know what lock. I would call it? I would what? call it the El Guapo. El Guapo Lock. Can we call it the Guapo Lock? And you have to be this to me, this is one of those holds or submissions where you're all in, you're all in on it because having somebody's foot like right here, like you have to really be about the goal and not so much well, where you're like, oh, because some people got dirty ass feet. I don't know if you saw my Instagram over the weekend, but Jay-Z and Instagram? I, we, well, somebody did a story and I shared it. Oh, okay. Um, I was, I was at Jay-Z's on, on Saturday and we were playing footsies and, uh, Jay-Z goes for that lock all the time. Yeah. Listen, Jay-Z is old school, man. No, it's a loot to leave right there, yeah. which is comes from catch wrestling. So yeah. it's like, he goes for that stuff on me all the time. Yeah. He's the first person that ever leg locked me. I, <laughs> didn't I tell you that? No. I still have the photo. So when I first started training, at Jocko and the Black Zillions. I already knew who Jay-Z was. Actually, shout out to Jay-Z. I got, I got the action figure here in case you forgot. Shout out to Jay-Z. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was already a fan of Jay-Z like before I even started training there. I knew who he was. So then I remember as a white belt getting to train with him the first time. And we were in Gi. And next thing you know, like my foot was right next to his hip and I knew it wasn't supposed to be there. I was like, good thing you can't leg lock white belts, huh? And he looks at me, starts smiling. He's like, who said that? <laughs> I was like, well, that's the rule, isn't it? He's like, no. And then he goes straight ankle lock. The first time I ever felt a straight ankle lock. And I have pretty flexible ankles. And I was like, oh, that's not that bad. 
but I tapped. I wasn't trying to play it smart. He showed me like, no, nah, it's there, bro. That was it. Man, that night, and I still have this post, that night my foot was hurting so bad. So I sat there and I was, the next day I iced it up and I took a photo of it and I tagged him. I was like, oh, like finally got to feel my first leg lock. Thanks, Jay-Z or something like that. And he like writes back, he's like, oh my God, dude, you okay? I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like, that's how nice of a person he is. Where it wasn't like, there wasn't any malice, but he felt so bad. He like, he hit me up, he messaged me saying like, oh man, you're right. I was like, yeah, dude, I was just doing it like for the post. Don't worry. So, I mean, like, yeah, don't worry. I actually did have to ice my ankle. It's not like I was playing that part out, but it wasn't like, oh, my, oh my God, I can't walk ever again. I have but, my own Jay-Z action figure. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I can't see that. It's too bright. You got to cover. Oh, the Yoda, the little baby Yoda. Not anymore. <laughs> He's got his hair back. Yeah, I know. You need a, you need a new one now. Yeah, but it's it's funny just because there's – Man, this is why I love grappling. This is why I love like this art so much. There's so much information that is lost. There is so much stuff that is lost. That's why I like talking to guys like Neil there and, and Jay-Z. There's so much history out there. There's so much stuff that is just completely lost that it comes back around again. And people are like, oh, check out this thing that I figured out. It's like, no, man, that's old. That's when old I, news. When I win the lottery... Cause that's gonna happen. I'm right. gonna buy a trailer, a really nice trailer, really right. nice big truck. I'm gonna move and to I, Canada. No, I'm gonna travel to all these places to train with people. Like I'm gonna move. I'm gonna. I think he's in Texas. I think Neil moved to Texas. Um, gonna move, go to Texas. I'm gonna train with Neil for like three months. Then I'm gonna maybe go to Las Vegas and train with Josh Barnett for three months. Then oh, I would love that. I'm going to go to back to Texas and train with Danaher for three months. Then, you know, I'm just going to go everywhere I can once I win the lottery and just train and live at these places yeah. and, and get to know these guys and just soak up the knowledge. That's I would, all I ever wanted from jujitsu yeah. was to soak up the knowledge. I would love for a chance to train uh, catch wrestling with Sakuraba. I would love to sit there and train with Sakuraba. Like, yeah, I think I think you'll get more from Neil. Oh, I would get a ton more from Neil, but I would still would love to be able to sit there and say I got to train with Sakuraba. I'd love to be able to train with Neil for three months, just solid of just nonstop, just every day. I would go every day just training. Like Donaher, I mean, just sitting there and and training or watching training when he was uh, when they were still in New York and just sitting there and documenting it and stuff. You would have to dedicate an entire year, at least, of your life to go to train with Donaher six days a week to get even the 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 top of the surface of the information that he has. Because you would really have to start from ground zero. You can't just jump in, you know, you know, three ways down to down to train. You have to start from square one to really get the maximum impact of it. I'm sure that he could sit there and give you little tips and details and stuff here and there, but the way his system is and the way how detailed he is, it really you have to go from 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 square one all over again to relearn jujitsu in his way, which is not bad. I mean, it would the be only, great. I'd also want, I also want to train with Marcelo Garcia. 
you know, train with him, learn some half, like learn the, the, his half guard system. But does he still coach like he used to where he's in there? I don't yeah. feel like, I don't feel like it's really him coaching as much. Well, anymore. no, I just talked to Blake, you know, uh, yeah. Dog trainer, Blake. Yeah. He, uh, he just got his purple belt from him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. But like, does he training under Marcelo directly or is he just training yeah. at the academy? No, he trains with Marcelo. That's weird. I I mean, I heard so many different like rumors of like where it's not really him that much anymore and he's got all these other students, but I mean, listen, I would love to learn from him too. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, there's a, there's a few guys that I would just love to soak up their knowledge, you know. I would, yeah. I would like to go up to I think is it Minnesota where Eric Paulson is? Oh yeah. With Eric, I would love to sit there and and work. I really would like to work with Josh Barnett. And just learn a ton of his stuff. I mean, I the amount of pain that you would be in of working with Josh Burnett is naughty is is nutty. I feel like working with Neil would be less painful than working with Josh Barnett, like physically wise. I, I feel know. yeah. I think Neil would be maybe might be. I don't know. Neil's, Neil's a big dude though. No, Neil's a big dude, but he's. I feel like he's probably better at understanding. It's like guys, you don't have to go. You know, balls to the wall, just go through the motions, this, that, and the other. I feel like Josh would probably be like, smash, 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 just nonstop. And, I mean, everything he does is, is meant to hurt. But Neil well, has a lot of, like, I think that he put out another DVD. I think Neil put out another DVD. Well, he just said he filmed two, two more. Yeah. He just said he filmed two. So, listen, I can tell you. It is worth the buy. Like the K Guard um, video is really, really good. Pick them up. There's so much information. I mean, I'm probably gonna sit down and watch this uh, Boss Rootin video again just to see, you know, because every you should revisit those kinds of DVDs because there's information that you missed or you weren't wasn't even in your head when you first watch one of these things, and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, that would be good. That'd be great to do. Why not? You know what I mean? There's there's a lot of good ones. Nothing beats the Mario Sperry instructional. Nothing? Nothing beats the Mario Sperry instructional. Really? You've watched it. I don't know. I haven't. Yes, you have. No. You haven't? I wish I could pull it up right now. I can't play it. It, was, it. He would get me too'd so hard, or he would get cancel cultured so hard if that video got back around to being popular again. Just because. And he doesn't. Oh, he does say bad stuff, but he's like. He's sitting there showing ground and pun. He's like, you got to hit them to hit them. None of those pussy punches. Like, and it's just like that over and over again. You just like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> it's just, there's highlight videos of it where he just goes nonstop. It's like, man, you could tell the difference of how people just carried themselves on video back then compared to now before, it, you know, the internet. But it's still good. I mean, he gives some good instructional videos. Listen, I would love to go train with Mario a little bit too. Mario's got a ton of knowledge. You're talking about an ADCC competitor there. No, I trained with him when he was at the Black Zillions. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember. It was fun. Dude, I remember watching him. Um, it was towards the end of the Black Zillions, watching him spar and then grapple with um, Tiago Silva. And he was putting it on him. And he's, what, he was probably late 40s. At that point, dude, yeah, he was putting it on Tiago. They were having a brawl. He, he didn't so much as teach class 
as he led class. Yeah. He was, it was like, he's a player coach. Yeah. And uh, he was, he's definitely, I mean, I doubt that it is now, but when he could still move around and do everything, I mean, he's alpha male. You're following the alpha male in the room running around and you're just got to copy what he's doing. I mean, he was coaching still pretty hard when he was coaching um, at Hard Knocks because I, I went there, he's coaching classes, and he rolls pretty good with the guys whenever he's showing the techniques. So Man, I did. And his guys do pretty good in competition. Yeah, listen, Mario's I, – I feel that he probably has certain techniques and stuff that he probably still only shows like a handful of guys because that was like the old thing. I forget who it was that told me the story. Somebody was – I want to say – it might have been Jay-Z. It, it was either Jay-Z or it was Carlos where they were telling me about like how they would train those guys where they would come in and it's you're over there. You're not training. But if you're coming up to this top floor, like we're banging and it's, you know, invite only. And it was they only showed certain techniques to those guys. It was very like secretive on the the training type and stuff like that, but it was invite only, and it was just all out at brawls. the Black Zillions. No, 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 not at Black Zillions. It's like back in Brazil, you know, when they were oh. young, when it was like Laborio. Carlson, when it was Carlson Gracie team. Yeah, when it was like Laborio, Sperry, and all those guys. I mean, if you look at it, even today, if you had those guys out there today, I mean, that would be a killer squad to have. I'll have to pull up some of the old photos for it. Um, but yeah, so anyway, back to, to Dylan Dennis pulling out the whole phone saying, this is me. Like, um, no, man, I, I would still probably fall under the, the bracket of believing the bouncer over believing Dylan, which by the way, he looked like crap in that interview. Did you see him? No. Dude, he was like, I don't think it was the camera angle, but that dude definitely gained like 20, 30 pounds the the wrong way. Well, I, I, you know me, I like to, I like to, uh, I, I believe that the, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I, I just, like, not he might have showed him, he might have showed him the stuff, and the guy's like, I don't, I, that's not legit. He goes, My name's Dylan Dennis. I'm an MMA fighter. Here, let me show you. Yeah. Like, this is me. Like, like, you can, like, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I would have, I would a hundred percent believe that he Googled himself and flashed that. I don't think that he used the the phone ID. I would a hundred percent believe that he sat there and said, Get me. I'm like, who the hell are you? Mm. I don't I'm, know. I've never met the dude, so I don't know him. I mean, listen, when I met him, it was a brief like, hey, how's it going? Took his photo, like didn't sit there and talk. But you can he like oozes ego. He oozes ego where and that was before he was hanging out with Connor. Now that he was with Connor and stuff, I mean, you see it everywhere. I don't think it's a persona. I think it's a legitimate issue because that's the same reason why he got kicked out of Marcelo's. It was his ego. So who knows? Who knows why? Um, the other uh, big story before we get into following up with Gordon coming back. Um, if you don't listen to the Jason Chambers podcast, I definitely suggest you go listen to it. I'm a big fan of Jason Chambers. He actually he lives down here. I believe he trains down at the um, Henzo's down in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him coaching at tournaments. Yeah, he's a he's a super nice dude. I've been wanting to get him on the podcast. We we definitely I'll have to reach out to him and get him on here. Nice way to go. Um, on his podcast last week, he had Nikki Rod and Nikki. 
went and made a statement explaining as to a relatively vague statement, but it kind of goes a lot deeper than than what might sound uh, discussing why the Danaher death squad broke up and why that he left and the rest of the guys left. So I'm actually going to pull it up. So you guys hear for yourself. You're not hearing hearsay from me. And then we can discuss it. Uh, where are we? Here we go. Let me go ahead and pull this sucker up and share it with you guys. So if you're watching us uh, on YouTube, obviously you're going to get to see it. But if you're listening to us uh, on Spotify and iTunes, uh, don't forget to go follow the YouTube channel. Then here we go. Let's see. Share. And let's do it this way. Can you see it? Yep. All right, let's go. No sound. Oh, you're not getting any sound? All right, hold on. Oh, thank you for uh, telling me. Let's do it this way then. Let me stop the share. Oh man, of course. But you heard it the the other time. Yeah. Okay, I know why then. Let's do it this way. How about now? Can a little you hear bit, it? yeah. All right, but not too loud though. It's not. It's barely up. How about now? Can barely hear it. Barely hear it? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty loud. Not on my end. All right, let me see. How about now? Nope. Nothing. Oh man, well they'll hear it. They'll hear it here. Like, can you barely hear it or can you just not hear it completely? I can barely hear it. It's like very quiet, but it might be different on your end. So, yeah, no, if they, they, they'll hear it here for me. Uh, so I'll just keep going. How did you guys decide to split that up? And is that a real thing? I got to ask you, a lot of people are like, nah, this is a marketing plan. I said, I don't know, man. I think that this is, I think that this might just be a, a different, it seems like, you know, if it's a marketing ploy, it's we hate you, we hate you. But that's not it. It seems like you guys are just amicably deciding to go different routes, unless I'm wrong. Yeah, there were some some issues within within the team. Uh, you know, certain people had certain issues with, with really one person. And, uh, you know, I think of any, you know, you gotta cut the poison out. Whatever, whatever's you know hurting the team or hurting the majority of the people, you gotta you kind of have to eliminate that and, and focus on competition. So you know at B team, uh, we're focused on, on getting better, and uh, that's about all we're focused on. You know we focus on training, having fun, enjoying enjoying the the process of, of becoming becoming the greatest grapplers in the world, and uh, you know we keep, we're trying doing our best to keep out all, all distractions and, and all negativity. So. That's kind of our uh, our uh, reason for just kind of doing our own thing. So, do you know if because um, you guys are both in like Austin, Texas, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I'll just keep it at I'll just keep it at there. So that part. So he says that we had to cut the poison out, and that really everybody had uh, just an issue with one person. So assuming that they're talking about gordon so because really the only i doubt it was gary so it's really could have been whole, john too you don't know john it could have be been could have been john to get along too i'm, I'm along sure with. so 
I mean, that says a lot. I have a feeling that more and more will leak out as time goes on. But the fact that somebody went out there, I mean, when I hung around them, you know, backstage before like a competition or hanging out with them uh, for seminars and stuff like that, everybody seems super tight, super tight. So whatever happened must have been really, really cut in deep that kind of split the team up that way. Which is kind of crazy, but the fact that that Nikki came out and said something, and nobody else has said anything, I'm I'm assuming that Nikki must be really pissed at the fact that they had to split up because it takes a lot for for people to to break up when the squad is that well known. They're basically together, you know, 20 hours in the day when they were all training, living in the same house and everything else. This is actually a really good episode of the Jason Chambers podcast. The interview was really good. I definitely suggest you guys go check it out. But, I mean, it says a lot. I still think it's work. See, he even asked him. He's like, some people say that this is a marketing ploy. And he's like, no, we had to cut the poison. I, I, don't, I don't see it as a marketing ploy because there would I be more money out of it. I find it weird that they are – they still ended up in the same city well i mean they had to it's the best choice it's either florida or it's texas right there's nowhere else in the united states that you can really go and still have as close to all your freedoms as possible as those two states no 100 percent. but the fact that they chose like they are in the same city i mean they are competing for the same pool I would uh, of students. I would have been like, let's go where there where nobody is. <clears throat> let's go to Florida. I uh, see. Now this is where I think it gets a little bit deeper. I think flow grappling is involved in this because flow grappling is still following them and filming them. So they probably threw them some money. Say, hey, come to Austin. That way, it's easier for for flow grappling to film them. And they'll say, you know, take care of a bunch of people. And again, it still comes down to the same thing. It makes sense. They're not going to go to Houston or this and that and the other. You have Third Coast Grappling is close by. Flow Grappling is right there. So they're going to be in the center of everything. They can do all the interviews right there in the studio. They can do whatever they need. I mean, if you look at the, the interview, like that, he's in the bathroom. I mean, Nikki Rod is doing the interview right there next to the to the shower. So who knows what the hell is going on. But I mean... I think Flo is throwing them money each on both sides saying, hey, you guys come over here and, you know, that way we can film you. We'll pay you guys to do this, that and the other, whatever ad revenue comes in. Like you guys get a percentage of that. For sure, Flo Grappling is going to try and get into the BJJ Fanatics uh, uh, pool by doing instructionals. So I guarantee you there's going to end up being a, a Flo Grappling instructional with the B team. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't do that. If they were smart business people, they would try and do that. Um, it's It just makes sense. It just makes sense, of course. They're, where are they going to go? They're not going to go to Houston. They're not going to go to Dallas. They're not going to go to... Well, they I think Florida would have been a good idea because it's we have warmer weather. We have, you know, I mean... But Flo would still have to fly somebody out to come here. And who are they going to train with down here? They would have to start their own team again. Right, well, they they're not going to their own team regardless. Right, but it's different when you're going into Texas that doesn't have major teams. You know, down here you have fight sports, 
and then you have tons of Gracie Bajas. You have tons of Gracie Bajas out in Texas, sure, but there's no autos. There, there's no big autos anyway. So there's why no wouldn't big you? Autos here. I mean, there there is an autos in Miami. There's an now. autos, but it's not like a. It's not big, but it's still autos, and there the competition in the amount of schools that are here is probably a lot stronger than the competition that you have building over in Austin. Considering that, like I said, they're either well, there's are, a lot of schools in Austin. Yeah, that's where that's where where Cam moved to, and he says they're they're all over the place. Yeah, well now now, but well, you no, had this is what he moved Austin. Remember that they have yeah, Tenth Planet Austin stuff, yeah. but. I, I think the everything is moving towards Texas becoming more of the uh, mecca of grappling, if you will, than than Florida is. Because Florida is really rough. We have a lot of schools. Don't get me wrong. We have a lot of schools. But Florida is really, really rough when it comes to the jiu-jitsu community. I think what here, do you pe- mean? I think people here are definitely a lot more clicky. And people here just have a mindset of, Everything is too far. So that's why all tournaments are always down in Miami, barely in Fort Lauderdale anymore. It's just Miami. And then you'll have Orlando, right? How many people compared to an IBJJF Orlando versus IBJJF Miami, right? That's just the way it is. People will not drive more than 45 minutes away for the most part. In Texas, I think people are more accustomed to having to drive a couple of hours to get someplace. But you're very rarely do you see people, oh, I live in Miami. I'm going to drive to compete all the way up in Fort La- or up to Orlando. Barely to Fort Lauderdale, but definitely not Orlando. I mean, you'll have people that are that train in Tampa won't drive to Orlando to compete. You know? I think in Texas people are more accustomed to saying like, "Oh, we're going to drive here." To compete for the weekend. I think they're more used to that. And I think they're going to have a lot more younger people going to Texas than they do to Florida. I don't don't think that we have as many younger people in Florida as Texas does now. I don't know. (laughs) I I mean, I don't know. It just seems like there's that with their name, they could go anywhere. I agree. That I agree. They, 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 I think they could have gone anywhere, and I, I just, I just again, and I get, I understand why they're going to Austin. Flows based out of there, but I, I, I get that one hundred percent. But I just find it fishy, you know, that they're all in the same place. So it's like, uh, I think, and I, you know, and like, I, like, like what was funny is like before the, uh, the, the last who's number one not the one that just happened on wednesday with gordon but the one before everybody was working out at the b team's place yeah so well i think that the the level uh of openness is different i think everybody that is super high level at a higher belt ranking are going to go towards the death squad but the b team opened up to you know tryouts for purple belts it's only purple belts and up that can get can go in there which is great because i mean that's going to be younger people that can roll with nikki uh ryan and then you're gonna leave it open for bigger wrestler guys that are just fresher into jujitsu coming in for nikki rod and then craig is going to go after whoever yeah Um, and i think i think keeping it purple belt is a bad move what do you mean 
there are some blue belts that are killing. Oh, absolutely. Dude, there's like there's some serious blue belts. And I showed you, there's the 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 teens that are sitting there going after adults. Yeah, Cole absolutely. Well, yeah. you know, that kid is d- disgusting. Yeah. And and like he the people he was going against were disgusting. These yeah. kids were just nonstop movement. It was crazy. So it's like, you know, it's like you go anywhere. I think that is really more of a uh, administrative decision to do that because then you're going to get the white belts that it's like, oh, I want to come train with you guys. And then you have to waste your time teaching them. At Purple Belt, you should at least have a good foundation. Is where it, Isn't that the idea of a school is to teach? No, 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 not for these guys. These guys don't want to sit there and teach. You're going to learn what they learn, what they know, but they want people that are at least going to be able to give them some kind of competition, some kind of push to get better. Imagine if you have to sit there and go back now. Okay, then you get into the, the spot where these black belts have to go and teach the white belts and the blue belts and do this, do that, then you're not going to have the energy and the time for your own training. And you're the elite level competitors right now. You don't have time for that. You don't have time to sit there and teach white belts, you know? So it, it makes sense to me. I think the with Gordon doing that over there is just, he's going to have all the, the higher up guys that really want to grind out to be, you know, the next Gordon Ryan, but also want to get a little bit of the, the fanboy stardom. Oh, well, I get to train with Gordon Ryan, so you should put me on the card. I, I think part of it is that. But who knows? I mean, only time will tell. Like I said, I, this has only been a couple of months, and, and Nikki Rod came out and said that. That means to me that if Gordon comes back and he throws something out there, I think it'll escalate. But if Gordon doesn't say anything in return, then you're probably going to have you know, no no um what's the word i'm looking for um no increase in the back and forth you know what i mean well it's funny is is escalate yeah that's the word danaher wasn't there coaching but gordon was at the worlds i mean donaher that's always been the case even in new york donaher never came out to coach anybody yeah he did mm mm there's tons of fo- photos and videos of Gordon cornering uh, his people and stuff at like IBJJF New York for no geese and stuff like that. Donna yeah. can barely freaking walk, right? He's not going to go out there and run back and forth all day. I think maybe if it was like somebody asked him, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not going to throw this out there. I'm not trying to disrespect the guy, but I'm sure if you wanted him to corner you, you'd probably be like, bro, you're going to have to pay me. For me to walk my ass all the way down to IBJJF and go and corner the purple belt or something, you're going to have to pay me. Now, I don't think he would do that. I think he cares about people enough, but I think it would take a lot to get Donaher to come out for an IBJJF like that. Maybe if it was like the ADCC trials, for sure he would be out there. I think it's, I think Donaher is bigger than IBJJF. I don't know. I would think I would think he would come out to at least the world. Maybe, maybe. I mean, who knows? I mean, he might have other reasons, but I mean, I think it takes a lot for him to get on a plane and have to deal with all that. I mean, with his hip and all that stuff, I think it probably. Well, it's a three. It's a three-hour ride from from Austin to Dallas without without um, traffic. Because I've done that. I've done that drive, and it is a brutal drive if there's traffic. Somehow, Texas, a wide, giant open state, has 
horrible traffic. It's gonna get worse now that so many people are there. But I love Texas. Texas is such a nice spot. Even I was gonna, I was this close at the beginning of this year moving to Texas. I told you that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like this close, and man, whatever it is what it is. So, but speaking of Gordon, did you watch the the Philip Rowe match? I did. What'd you think? I think Gordon was taking it easy on him the whole entire time. I think so too. I think he like there was no point. I, I don't. I really. I think he put out at the most sixty percent effort. No, not at even. other. At well, no, no. At the most, I'm saying. Yeah. At other times, it was like thirty percent effort. <laughs> Which I think it's also kind of. Listen, I have nothing but respect for Philip Rowe. I was a fan of his before, um, but man, to. Do that to come in. It was basically a just a drilling session, just a, a flow roll almost, if you will, for Gordon. I think Philip tried to do as much as he could, all things considered. But he, man, I did you hear about what he was going through and everything else? Who? Philip. No, I don't know. So I mean, so his hand was broken, his arms broken. Obviously, he still competed. Never talked about backing out. Lost uh, a family member like the same week of the match, and his mom got diagnosed with cancer a month ago. Ugh. So it's like one thing after another for this guy, and he still came in positive vibes. By the way, I completely freaking love the the Jordan tribute with the rash guard and stuff. I would definitely pick one up. Even though it was just like a tank top more than a rascar, but I was kind of dope. I gave him credit he, for and that. He, and he came in giving gifts. Boom box. To, yeah. Yeah. He gave uh, Gordon a boom box and stuff. Bump so box. He's, that's actually his company. I didn't know. I had no oh, idea. Oh, really? I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's uh, Philip Rose's company. I might have to pick one up then and go support the homie. But, man, dude, I got nothing but respect for the guy because most people barely want to sit there and compete against Gordon. They're not going to sit there and take that. And he knew he was going to get tapped out. So he got tapped out four times. And I I don't think he wasn't trying. I think he's just physically that's the best he can do. And he was probably just trying to make sure he wasn't going to hurt himself. But I'm sure it was kind of an agreement like, hey, man, let's just go have fun. Just roll whatever happens and then go for it. Gordon had nothing to, to, to lose. For him, it was probably more of an advertisement for the DVD coming out. But well, that's what he wanted it to be. Yeah. Putting himself in bad positions and then, and then working his way out of them. Yeah. I would love to have Gordon just do an exhibition match with like Gilbert. That'd be fun. Because I mean, I have the footage. You know what? I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to edit the video. I'm going to put it out there, the the role between uh, Gilbert and Gordon. And actually, I have some of Gilbert with Nikki Rod. That was a really good role. It was really good. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't I don't care anymore. <laughs> I just don't care. I have so much good footage of good training sessions with all these guys, man. And I've always been, like, respectful and stuff. But then I go see all the videos that are out there that go viral and stuff like that. And I'm like, man. And nobody's pissed off. None of these fighters get pissed off at these guys releasing these videos. Fuck it, I'm trying to be TikTok well, no, famous too. I, why Fuck would it. they be mad? It's 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 exposure. Oh for no, them. no 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 no! A lot of guys get mad. A lot of guys get mad. You know how many times I can't even begin to tell you the amount of times in my career, videoing and ph photographing these guys that I've heard, hey, 
don't film any of this because we don't want any of this out there. Or, hey, you can't put that out there. Or, no, I, I don't want, don't show that. Like, delete it. Like, I've had people sit there and tell me to delete it. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're just doing an arm bar. This isn't some kind of secret thing. And it's funny because some of the people that have asked me to sit there and don't film this, or we don't want this, don't send this out because we don't want it, aren't even that big, aren't even that good. And I'm like, bro, you're just doing a guard pass. This isn't, this isn't some kind of, you know, ancient Chinese secret you got going on here. But people are like that. People said, don't show this. Don't show this. We don't want any of this stuff out there. Like, All right, okay. No one's going to see you get somebody in an arm bar. Like it, it's, there's, there's nothing that I have ever seen that makes me want to be like, Hey man, I can't show this because this is the game plan. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And I, I think here's the thing. I don't like the fact that I have matches on flow grappling and you don't, don't get paid. It has nothing to do with getting paid. I just don't want people knowing my game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Listen. I'd rather my, I'd rather my stuff wasn't out there, but get you better know. get gooder well yeah get. it's just it's but it's like i'd rather my sh i can understand not wanting your stuff out there like like but at the same time get gooder what are you gonna do about it like this this we're living in the digital age or you know i mean you can be like gordon ryan and just have dvds that literally show note for note everything that you do and still not get stopped i mean just i'm just telling you be gordon ryan bro I don't know what to tell you. Get gooder. Well, all I need is a cowboy hat and, a, and some jeans. Bro, how... Oh, my gosh. How cringe was that? Listen, I love the guy, but how cringe was the, his, like... I should have worn my, my cowboy hat. I love my cowboy hat, but he was so cringe on that. Oh, man. It's one of those things that, like, if you did that in high school... And then 25, 30 rolls around and someone shows you a video. Oh, dude, check this out. I found a video of us back in high school. You'd be like, oh, my God, burn it. Burn it down. I find it funny. He's, like, no, he's embraced Texas, man. He's good. Every time I've seen him, he's wearing that stuff. Good. He should. Texas is a great state. I love Texas. And, you know, screw New York. F New York. I'm do Listen, Nana, I'm trying my best. I'm not cursing. So, you know, I did I curse once? I don't know. I haven't cursed once, right? I haven't been paying attention. It's it's so I'm so used to you doing it. I know that's but it's bad. I haven't cursed. I think maybe I might have said one, but I haven't cursed, so I'm trying. Um, anyway, the East Coast Trials is uh, coming up in November. They just announced a couple of more additions to it. Uh, I'll tell you right now. I had it just pulled up here. Where are we? Um, So they added Cole Abate, Johnny Grippo, Juni Ocasio, and Damian Anderson to the East Coast Trials 66-kilogram division. So it's I'm really, really looking forward to the trials. It's going to be pretty awesome. And supposedly, the Blast is saying that there's 800 registered competitors for the trials. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. That's a lot at of people. At that Jay-Z's doing it. Good. I think Jay-Z will, will definitely go towards Jay-Z had a huge win at the Worlds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over Hanato Canuto. Yeah. It, it's funny. Actually, I tagged him. Um, somebody posted a video of someone trying to go for the fancy armbar, and it was the same thing that Jay-Z did. I was like, 
uh, Jay-Z has entered the room. <laughs> and he comes back and replies to mine. He's like, available on DVD now. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did he's, the he G-Lock. Did a, yeah, he did a, a BJJ Fanatics. Yeah, guys, go get that G-Lock DVD. Surprised, you know, I, I will say I'm kind of offended that he didn't hook us up with a free copy. Just saying. I, I mean. I know how to do it. Yeah. Well, you're going to do the, the, the. No, I didn't say oh, I'm going to do oh, it. Okay. All right. Just checking. But I, I did do I, it once. I, twice. I, I said I know how to do it. Like, I know the secrets. Oh, you know the secrets. All right. Your ancient Chinese secrets. Or I should do the meme. Like, you keep your secrets. <laughs> Um, yeah, so make sure you guys pay attention to the East Coast trial. Speaking of which, ADCC tickets are out next week. So your boy's going to be there. I don't know if this guy is coming. He says he's coming. But I'm going. I can guarantee you my ticket is going to be bought. I am going to be down there. First, day. I learned my lesson. I thought I was going to be one of the first people in line to like the day of the show. People had already been there. You get your pass, my man, and you... Get there early if you want a good seat. And then the worst part comes in having to sit there the whole day. So I have a feeling it's going to be assigned seats this time around. And I forget the name of the venue. I had it this morning. But it's going to be good. This ADCC is going to be one for the history books, I think. Because there is a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of people. And now we haven't even talked about whether or not. And there's a lot of drama. With who? Gordon. Just to, oh, Gordon. No, I whatever. Listen, I don't even know Gordon, if it's gonna Gordon, happen. Gordon and and and, and if that Galvao, happens, no, it's if, already signed. They, they said signed contracts. Hell yeah, whatever. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. God forbid. Listen, look at what happened last time. The we week before, all, we, we have a lot of other drama with as well. Who runs? Yeah. Who runs ADCC and who's going to be in ADCC? Who? What are you talking about? Who runs ADCC? Mo. Oh, you're talking about Mo? Yes. Oh, whatever. Cyborg's not going to be at ADCC. Yes, he is. He's going to compete. At, oh, yeah. He did say he's going to compete. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm, I'm not worried about it. Listen, Mo is not going to shy away from whatever. Like, at the end of the day, business is business. He's sitting there. He's going to put him out there. He's probably still going to rip into him the whole time. Nothing's going to happen. Cyborg is not going to say a single word to him about that when it comes to ADCC. And if he's going to confront him, they're going to confront him like at some other point. But it's not going to be at ADCC with whatever. And I guarantee you that most likely, I will put money on it today, that when it, uh, if he makes it to ADCC, when Cyborg is announced or he steps on the mat, he's going to get booed. I I. I do not see it going any other way. I I think that the the amount of stuff that's getting kicked up, I think it's only going to get worse. No, it's done. I don't think, think every, so. Yeah, I don't think so at all. There's nothing else that's going to come out. I don't think so. I ESPN is working on it. Yeah, but it's it's the same story. I don't think so. ESPN is doing a whole other thing on it. Like they're going to sit there and work with the the writer of that article. I don't think it's going to get any easier. Listen, it's not like I'm wishing ill will on, on anybody. All I want is justice for the people. But I the backlash of everything that's coming out, like or that did come out, I think is just gonna. 
it's just gonna keep on going i there is potential where it just goes by the wayside and i think the problem is there's there's been a couple of people that are trying to jump onto the bandwagon with this and trying to make it like their own little like crusade and it's like you're not gonna do anything you're not gonna do anything because you're hypocrites there's a lot of hypocrites in jujitsu and they're gonna try and do their own version of a of a cancel culture or a me too or something like that but meanwhile they're being hypocritical on stuff so who knows who knows what's gonna happen but it don't matter because i'm going to adcc i'm getting my tickets as soon as they come out next week you don't know if you're gonna go or not yeah i gotta see how this job transition goes oh yeah that's starting what in uh in a week or so first yep let's do it all right well listen guys thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight appreciate all the support please if you take the time to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, uh, wherever you're listening to or watching us, uh, it's uh, one click for you, but it means a lot for us to help get the podcast out there. Don't forget to check out the sponsors, Chokaloha, Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co., and AJG Fight. Go give them a, a shout out. Check them out on the links below if you're listening or if you're watching us on YouTube, rather. And if you're listening to us, check out the description of the podcast. You'll get a link there. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Radio on Instagram, and on TikTok now. So other than that, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.